Hello and welcome to the Spill Session with Sage, episode 99. Oh my god, we're in episode 99. Insanity. In this week's episode, I interview Karishma Jashani, which I'm sure you follow her on Instagram. And if you don't, you may have seen her on TikTok where she was more of a beauty content creator and now she's pivoted into making tech content. And that's been really applicable to me because I actually just started working in tech as well. So I really love the way that she is so empowered and she talks about how she as a woman as being a minority has been navigating the space for years and how she's been you know building up her career all these years it's been such a pleasure to talk to her i hope you enjoy this episode and maybe by the end of this you will be inspired to join the tech industry enjoy hi karishma welcome to the spill sesh with sage thank you so much for being here thank you for having me it's been a long time in planning so i'm excited to be here I'm so glad because I have been following you, like I mentioned before this call, like I've been following you for like quite a while now. And I love how you have basically pivoted your content from beauty. Well, we still do beauty lifestyle, but to tech. And yeah. that's something like I'm sure that people who followed you prior, like where I probably didn't even know you were in tech. And I just think it's very empowering for to see a female in tech. It, it, it's amazing. And now I was just telling you as well that I've moved into tech as well. So before we get into all of that, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do and everything? Yeah, sure. So obviously, Karishma, for anyone who doesn't know me. Um, but yeah, Karishma, I obviously, um, you know, I was actually born here, but I uh, moved to KL uh, with my dad and mom, you know, uh, and went to school there. Um, and then I came back here for university city and ever since then I've been here so um, when I graduated I was like hey like what should I do because I, I I did a degree in new media and comms uh, from NUS um, and I just didn't know like what would be the best path for me to go I knew I really like sales obviously but then I was like hmm um, what should I actually do? And I tried medical sales, and I'll be honest, and it was like carrying like uh, luggages of like equipments around. Um, oh it was an internship, but so then I realized like this is not for me. <laughs> like I can't do that all the time. And so I decided, hey, let's try, you know, tech sales and see how it is. Because that time, um, 2017, I think LinkedIn was just coming up as in like, you know, people posting jobs there and then that's where you'd apply. And all the jobs there were like tech jobs. I'm like, what is this? Like, I need to try it. Um, and so, yeah, that's really me. So that's what I do. I work in tech sales and on the side, so my, like nine to five is tech sales and then five to nine. I know that's a new thing that everyone's talking about recently. Um, basically do content creation for like beauty, lifestyle um, and all of that kind of stuff. So maybe let's start with a bit of the content creation part. Yeah. When did you start your beauty content or just being an influencer in general? I think it kind of snowballed like I, I just used to do like tutorials a lot more tutorials than I do right now but uh, makeup tutorials or like tag things that I was wearing and it just kind of snowballed so it, I would say like officially I probably started um, around like 2019 or 20 yeah 2019 um, started the year um, and then it just I, I guess kind of went up from there so yeah. And what inspired you to do a whole new account for tech sales okay yeah that's a really good one because I already had a following doing yeah stuff like that so I think the whole premise for me is like I like to make things that 
maybe a difficult um, to reach, I guess, for common people, um, but make it simplified so that it helps everybody. So same thing with my content creation. I didn't see many like, you know, brown girls doing any content creation at that time, at least of maybe like a handful, right? So I was like, okay, this is something interesting. I don't know how this shade would look on me or this eyeshadow would look on me because it's not the same. Same thing with tech sales. I think like when I joined, I didn't really have anyone to tell me like, what's a, what's a way to like get into a good tech company or which tech company should even apply to, right? Because every tech company has different um, pros and cons. Um, should I go for pre-IPO, post-IPO, all of these kind of questions that people have. Um, and there was no one really to guide me. And so that's why I started this kind of other account to help whoever needed help with. Um, uh, and if they were interested in joining tech sales, like I wanted to kind of help them with that. So that's really And it really blew up. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it, that was literally next level. I, I don't even know how to be honest, I didn't. Well, expect- for one, I mean, first, like you've mentioned, there's not a lot of minority creators yeah. to begin with. And that's a whole other thing, which, by the way, kudos to you for speaking out. I watched your entire video and like, <laughs> we can do a whole other podcast on that. Yeah, issue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't get into that right now, maybe, maybe later. But yeah, like one, there's just minority creators are lacking. And even from the PR side, you know, when I'm looking for creators, I think because I am brown, so I'm always on the, like, I'm always looking yeah. at the beauty creators. I'm like, where are my minorities, right? Yeah. And there just aren't. Yeah. Like, they're really, and if, even if they if they are, maybe their following is not big enough. So it's very yeah. hard to find people. So I guess one, because it was nice seeing someone who is a minority and also a female in tech yeah. and explaining it so nuanced, so easy to digest. Even for someone like me, like, yeah. I... I like to consider myself a very like, which, okay, also we can get into that, like a very girly girl. And like, why can't girly girls be tech girls? So I, I loved, <laughs> I loved how you kind of just like, I, did the last person I expected to do it. And it was like amazing because yeah. I also went in, like I was telling you, I also went into tech and I, I think I really like underestimated myself. And yeah. I think a lot of girls do just because it's such a male dominated industry. Yeah. And once you learn, it's actually like, it's quite doable if you learn. Yeah, exactly. I I guess it all comes from interest. Like for me, I always like wanted to know like, okay, how does the e-commerce like run? Like what happened? Like what if they don't deliver stuff? Or like what happens if things shut down and I can't like check out on Revolve or whatever, right? Or like Mm -hmm. Shein or whatever it might be. Um, And I always wanted to know. And that's kind of what got me inspired to get into tech sales. And I'm like, okay, what are you actually selling at the end of the day that helps this from you know, you know, so that people can continue their business and not use like millions of dollars. So I think that's really why I joined, uh, to be honest. But um, yeah, that's really what I think. So what is tech sales? For, okay. Yeah. Uh, 101 dummy. What What is tech sales? Yeah. Okay, cool. So tech sales is basically, you would say software or hardware. Uh, there are companies that do sell hardware still. So um, tech sales is basically software, hardware sales, where you're basically selling to, it's B2B to companies, um, you know, uh, solutions that help them either to increase productivity, you know, reduce cost or things like that. And because of the, the complexity of the solution, you know, sales cycles take quite long, maybe like four to six months, I would say is a minimum. Um, so it really requires you to uh, really understand the value of the product, what you're really selling who your personas are, who you're selling to, um, and kind of the value that the company is providing, right, um, to the customer. So I think that's really what it is. It's just as simple as, you know, selling a software or hardware to uh, another business. That's what it is. 
So do you work in like an agency or do you work for a specific client? How okay. um, yeah. are, are there those options? Like how we have in like PR as well. I'm kind of like just thinking of my industry. And like that's yeah. how I'm trying to understand that's, it. That's, that's a good question. So um, it's not like that. So it's let's say you take, um, you know, there are different types of tech companies, right? First of all, there's like big tech, which you would classify as like FANG. So that's like... Um, you know, Facebook, um, Amazon, uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. and all of those, and Google, um, and Meta, right? And so those those are the big tech companies. And then you also have the kind of like pre-IPO companies, which are basically before they go public. And those are like startup environments, especially the ones that, you know, maybe they're already quite big in the US or UK or wherever they're headquartered. But when they come to Singapore, they're like startup vibes. So it's not, you can't really do it freelance, at least in my opinion. Um, You would have to have a nine to five in that sense. Of course, it's very flexible. Don't get me wrong. You, I mean, you don't have to really sit at your desk nine to five, but it's more like, it's it's a full-time job basically yeah and I love your um day in the life of a tech sales girly I love it it's like it look obviously it's not easy yeah it looks exciting like it you don't oh and I personally I mean don't like there are people who really do like structure and sit at a desk I do love my structure and I do love my desk time but I that one thing I love about what I do is that I get to go for events I get to plan these events like do something that you know, puts you yeah. away from your desk for a while. And I think yeah. that's the same for you. Yeah. So do you like do, um, uh, what's it called? Like consultations, interactions with clients, just yeah, sell no. it to them? Yeah, for sure. So I definitely help people, um, you know, so when I was, when I was doing my TikTok, there were a lot of people like, Hey, do you offer like mentorships or can you look at my resume? <laughs> Cause I'm applying for, you know, tech sales role and want to make sure that it's, um, you know, up to par or whatever. And so I decided to help people out, um, and do one-on-ones basically and help them with, um, sitting down with them, really looking at the LinkedIn. Cause when you're applying for a tech sales role, you really, need to make sure that your LinkedIn is on point. So people look, so think about this, a tech recruiter only has six seconds, and I'm not kidding, to look at each person's LinkedIn or profile or application. So it's like, you have to make sure that your LinkedIn is on point, right? So for that, you need to make sure that you have all the buzzwords, the keywords, um, you know, that that will strike out as, hey, you're a good candidate for them. So it's really like optimizing that. So I sit down with um, some of my clients and I think I've had, um, I think about 10 or 11 people now, I think as of yesterday, who have um, landed a job based That's on the one on one session that I've had. So it's really good. And, you know, you can find it on my TikTok. There's like a link tree and book some time, but it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. You essentially have three jobs then. Yeah. <laughs> Without even realizing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I always see the comments on your TikTok. They're like, I got this job because I watched your videos. And like, people are actually getting jobs and like change and I saw uh, comments also like I remember oh I left my current job and I just went into tech sales because I saw your video and I was like is, does that put a lot of pressure on you as well when you're putting out content that people yeah. are actually making like life decisions yeah. based on your content <laughs> I think okay now I'm a little bit more used to it but the first few times that someone said that I'm like are you sure this is what you <laughs> want to do like you know what I mean and like I'm really happy for you obviously but um, at the end of the day, it's also, it is a lot of work, especially when you first, because there's different levels, right? You start as an SDR, which is like an entry level role. And that's a lot of like effort and grinding that you got to do 
in order yeah. to, you know, grow from there, right? So I think when someone says like, oh, I'm shifting all the way to another like industry, I'm like, you need to know what it includes. And that's when I realized, and I started doing content that says like, what, what are the negative sides of tech sales? So people yes. have an informed idea that it's not, uh, you know, all roses all the time. Of course, it's fun. But at the same time, this is what you should be aware of. And I think what that's um, another thing I wanted to talk about is obviously, you know, initially, I think your videos and why people obviously wanted to join Texel watching your videos was because you showed the glamorous side, which uh, why not, right? Like, obviously, you should. And um, which is you were promoting, you know, join Texels because yeah. um, the salary is great. The hours are great. The flexibility is great. So and I, I'm so and it's great that, you know, you also started showing negative sides so that people are like they get the full picture. They can't come back and be like, I thought you said that. No, no, no. Um, I guess my question is one thing that you really do promote with tech sales is the income. Yeah. And when is it really that high for people starting out? Like, is this something that you only earn um, bigger amounts of money as you grow? Or the minute you start out, your starting pace a lot higher than other jobs as well? Oh, 100%. And um, this, you know, when I joined, um, like in 2017, when I was doing it first, and I joined a tech company, um, starting salaries were nowhere close as to what it is today. So it's quite amazing to see even the, the jump of that. Uh, it even shocks me sometimes when I see the offers that some of my clients get. And I'm like, holy shit, like, how are you guys earning so much? I wish I had that when I was, you know, an SDR, maybe five, six years ago. So it, it genuinely is um, much higher, I would say, on average than most other jobs, um, especially when you're, um, you know, looking at uh, like the industry as a whole. There is also surveys like with Straits Times and all of that when you put in tech sales as a role versus, um, you know, any other occupation um, as a starting pay. It, it is it comes as one of the like 80, 90 percent um, of the person's like, you know, on average at the age bracket and all of that stuff. So it genuinely is. And of course, as you go higher, income just increases because you'll negotiate to get that. And you're also dealing with closing the customers. So, I mean, it depends on the size of the deal that you close for comms, but your base definitely increases as well. So, yeah. Well, that's very good to hear because usually starting pays for, um, you know, fresh grads, not yeah. that great. It also depends on the industry you're in, at least the media industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but I guess, you know, on the flip side, like, um, the reason why people take jobs with like a lower starting pay is because they really love what they do, which is great. But, you know, it'd be nice to be, you know, paid yeah. more yeah. for also yeah. what you love to do. Yeah. So I guess like for tech sales, do you think um, the money is worth it? You know, like, do you actually enjoy what you do or, or is the incentive really the pay that comes in? I think it's both. Uh, you, I can't say that, oh, it's I don't enjoy it. I genuinely do. I like talking to customers. You're talking to people who have different, in, who are in different industries, like who need help, right? At the end of the day. Um, and it, initially, yes, it is a struggle to like really push yourself to get up to the level that I wanted to, or, you know, everybody has different goals. So whatever you want to try to get up to, yes, you'll have to work really hard. So I don't know at that time, was it worth putting in um, so much effort? But I can say that now where I'm at, I'm really happy that I went through that um, because you know what I enjoy what I do every day you can see my day in the life they're super accurate because that's really what I'm doing you're going to be joining um, the tech industry you genuinely should like the tech if you don't it's going to be very boring for you on a day-to-day -day basis so yeah fair enough yeah. Um, 
another thing since we're talking about like pay i remember seeing uh something that you posted on your instagram about yeah. how like someone's hr or was it your previous hr yeah. ca- um came after you because you were basically um putting out your pay or something like yeah. that would you want to yeah. talk about that situation and then we can go into like the whole topic of pay transparency as well yeah sure So um, what had happened was I had put some of my pay slips um, that I got from last, it was last year. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't something to brag about. It was to say like, hey, like you guys are missing out, like go and do this because if you'd like tech and if that's something that you want to, you know, improve your life with, then look, this is what you can earn, right? At the end of the day. And that's really what my premise of doing that was. But I think somebody... Uh, got offended, I guess. I don't know what their issue was. And they went um, to my ex-company's HR um, and said uh, that, you know, she's saying salary slips. But I had blacked out. Like, it doesn't say where it was from. And obviously, privacy, I know that I work in a tech company. <laughs> you can't put out. So I had blacked out, like, where it was. I just showed, like, the amount, right? Um, and they're like, well, obviously, that my the, the company that, that I was working at before was, like, super happy. Like, they didn't even care. They just like do whatever like we're not bothered um but the fact that somebody would be so um ready to like you know just throw it all out for you like I mean imagine if the company didn't take it well right just as an example but the fact that somebody is ready to do that and I you know I dig into their profile and they're like a parent and they have kids and I'm like what do you know I mean what if someone did that to your child how would you feel you know what I mean yeah so I mean, at the end of the day, I, I knew that stuff would come with it along with, you know, uh, promoting because not everybody takes in a positive light. Um, so it is what it is. <laughs> But yeah, very strange, though, because yeah. like, again, you didn't even put where it's from and you're just saying how much you earn. Like, I don't understand what's the problem with that. It's so it's such a weird thing. Yeah. But um, I guess that's what it is, right? Pay transparency. It's such a taboo. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Even like across any industry. I don't think I've ever asked my friends, my very, very close friends, how much do you earn? Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I and no one asked me. I, it's just not a conversation. Yeah, people don't talk about it. That's true. I, I Yeah. Know. And I think people should, or especially like within the industry itself. Like, I think you should have these conversations with your friends. Let's say those who graduate, you know, like everyone's graduating. Um, you should ask like, what's your starting pay? What's it? Am I like being lowballed? Am I being like, okay, I'm exactly. good. You know, I'm, I'm getting a good opportunity. You'll never know if you don't ask, but yeah. it's such a taboo thing. I think money is just such a taboo thing. And I wish people spoke about it more so that they know what they're getting into, you know, and they know if they're getting lowballed. I think that's the biggest thing, especially as fresh graduates, exactly. girl, it's, yeah. it's not it. And, and I think that's what, you know, for me as well, when I do some of the consultations, I always say, or even in my TikTok video, you can see um, that I always say that, Hey, like d- try not to reveal your salary because when they do that, they benchmark you as, or it may be if the, even if the, you know, the budget that they have is higher, they'll benchmark you because you have lower your yes. earnings already. And that's why I'm like, yeah, maybe that's the best time not to reveal your salary. That's the only pay transparency that I would say not to do. Um, but amongst like friends or your, uh, you know, maybe not colleagues, if, if you know, it's, it's a sensitive topic, but maybe at least your friends or, you know, people that you know are working in certain industries. I think they should share what they're earning, what their, um, you know, what their day-to-day life is. So they know that 
that, hey, for this kind of life, this is what I'm going to earn and, and so forth, right? So it just helps everyone at the end of the day. But I think yeah. it's also a cultural thing, like in the US um, or, you know, probably in, in, in the UK as well, uh, people are way more open about it. And I think, I don't know why, but here it, it just doesn't seem to be a thing in, I guess, in Asia, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. It could be an Asian mindset as well to be a little bit more um, private and yeah. private's not even the word, right word to be more uh, sensitive about, you know, uh, revealing such topics such as like pay or anything to do with money. I think it's just a very sensitive yeah. issue. So, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that, you know, you're doing this because I think it is a conversation that needs to be had and it, it kind of just removes the taboo from it. You know, just like, oh, I guess we can talk about it you know yeah exactly yeah that that was my aim really it was just to say like hey like this is a potential of what you could be maybe in two years or three years or whatever right when you decide to make this switch and um it's just so you know that and I also do a lot of not just for like I like I said there was a lot of um like uh, surveys or like Morgan McKinley or Straits Times that release like what you should be earning in 2022 and that's really helpful as well for people who want to know like in their industry how much they're earning or where are they in terms of averaging out the benchmark so maybe Singapore does promote it but people are not um, aware of it or you know I think that's something that I just wanted to bring to light as well so yeah well one thing uh, also that um, you do show which I personally love because I'm (laughs) also a material girl and I love looking at luxury items and that's just me oh my god your Chanel collection I just that's like I'm manifesting that for myself (laughs) (laughs) So do you any get any um backlash from like friends, family, or even like followers when you post about material items that you spend on or that you, you know, like to yeah. indulge in? Yeah. Um, I would say it it comes in waves. Like some tick sometimes videos go on the wrong side of TikTok. I Oh, like, you're so right. <laughs> it either goes in like the best direction you can ever imagine and it's like people like goals or like how did you get it or you know asking questions like what color this that whatever right and that's what we love but there's also the side that is like oh she's just trying to show off or whatever and then and it's it's not that it's just it's part of my lifestyle so I can't talk about things where you know I can't like hide it if I had it right like that's silly I mean because that's part of me using it day to day on in photos I take or places I go and if you really want to see a day in the life then that's really what it looks like right so um yeah definitely there are some videos um that have backlash not really from friends and family maybe maybe not from family maybe a little bit of uh, acquaintances or so forth mm. that maybe you shouldn't post that or you know like warning me about it but I think uh, maybe we just have different opinions on things but I fully uh, agree I mean if you if you if yeah, if, if, if I want to sh- be realistic and show what my life really is, that's really what it encompasses. So that's why I just you yeah. know, I block out the <laughs> negativity. Good. And if people don't like it, don't follow. As yeah, exactly. No, I personally love it. Like I also, you know, with this whole like uh, luxury lifestyle, not just like influencers in Singapore, influencers worldwide, you know, it's been a it's been a switch in the in the mindset also with this it used to be a very like hidden thing about how much influencers would earn how much um okay not we're not talking about influencing for your case here but like just in that sense as well yeah. 
and uh, people who post on social media, like something that was, was always very hidden. And yeah. I've honestly loved material items since I was like, I don't even remember. Like I just <laughs> always had a fascination for it. Maybe it's because my mom. So I, I also like yeah. really like looking at her bags and stuff, but I would always feel very ashamed to like, talk about it or show what I have because I feel like I'm bragging or showing off or people just think I'm very like airheaded you know and it's very annoying because obviously like now when I see like let's say the Chanel bag that you carry I'm like oh this bitch earned that like she (laughs) worked for it and that makes me even more impressed if anything but not everyone feels that way yeah yeah and like yeah that for me I even saw, when I first bought some of the Chanel bags and they were way smaller like you know over time <laughs> but like in terms of size and amounts as well right um, I think I, I did post like even on my Instagram I was like you know it's like a miles it's it's a milestone for me to say like hey I worked this hard nobody bought it for me it's not my daddy's money or mommy's money it's mine and like I'm buying it because that's what I wanted for the longest time and this is a way to show I guess like people talk about self-care or appreciation for yourself I think that's my way of showing it that's that's all it is yeah and as you should and I think I personally really love it when people show like oh this is I mean even if someone bought it for you it's okay like it's yeah but it's even better when someone earns that money and like proudly is like I got a Chanel that's like yeah. oh manifesting yeah. that man one day I'm gonna be like walking around my Chanel too <laughs> no, you will for sure yeah, yeah but I also bought like for example it, the, the feeling of just buying a branded item with your uh, own money yeah, is just like the best feeling in the world and I it's you just can't like carry it around everywhere and I love it yeah. but um I guess do you also you know around this whole topic of like luxury items I think people what one thing that people say is like oh why spend so much money all your hard work on one thing what what are your like thoughts towards that so I did a video on that and that's a really oh did you okay yeah no but I mean that's a really good question because people don't realize again when you talk about the money that you earn with tech sales you don't actually need to spend your base so I save every single cent of my base salary um but um, which is on its own, it's, it's good enough, you know, the way it is, right? But um, it's a commission check that comes in and th- those can be higher amounts, like much higher. So it's literally just spending things um, like it, a, par- a proportion, not even the full commission, a proportion of the commission check, right? So for me, it's like, even if you do like a spending rule or you budget it out, it doesn't really affect the overall amount that you bring home, if that makes sense, because it's still part of, a larger pool, if that makes sense. So for me, I, I try not to spend, at, um, you know, on luxury items from my base. And I don't think mm-hmm. I have for the longest time, maybe initially when, you know, income was over or something yeah, that of course. wasn't the case. But um, then I realized that also the other thing to note is I don't now, I don't buy items or branded items that do not increase in value. So Chanel and Hermes are the only two that when you sell it, it will be higher than what you bought it for. Mm-hmm. So I invest, Your investments. Yeah, I invest in the luxury. Uh, of course, I mean shoes and things like that. Obviously not. But like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, yeah. but for the bags, um, yeah, I only try to buy those items that I know that would have price increases. So, like even the bags that I bought last year are now like, um, you know, I probably could make if I sold it another four or five thousand on each bag. That's crazy. So it's, like, it's just because leather prices have increased, you know, I don't know. Chanel likes to increase their prices like every few months now. So it's crazy. But um, you know, so that kind of items is probably what I would do. So technically you're not losing out much. Um 
And I guess then it doesn't affect your income really, right? At the end of the day, if you sold it. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even understand why people have to justify their spending decisions exactly. in the first place. Um, and I really appreciate you actually explaining that. And like, I, in, the, in my head, I'm like, so what? Like, if you want to spend, like, it's, people it's your should money. just not care. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's your money, your life. But like, you also made a video about it, which is really good. And I hope that kind of like, shuts people up a little bit yeah, very annoying. and yeah I think I fully believe that like it's your money do what you want I one of my biggest pet peeves is when people always ask like oh my god are you sure I'm just like can you afford that I'm like it's not your problem yeah it's not your business <laughs> like, girl stay out of it <laughs> exactly it's crazy I swear but you know do what you will and invest in what you will some people like to spend it in travel some people like to spend yeah. it in items exactly whatever you know whatever you want to do yeah. Um, let's go back a bit to tech sales again uh, of how you want to get how to get into this industry. Okay. So, do you think anyone can go into tech sales? Is is it something that you need to have like an, a degree in, an education in? Yeah, I mean that's a really good question, and a lot of people always ask that. Um, so to be honest, most before maybe like six seven years ago, yes, they might need like a bachelor's degree or something to get in. But right now, and and this is in any field, it doesn't even have to be like. First of all, even if you have a degree and it's not in computer science or engineering, any of that, it's absolutely fine. Um, it it doesn't matter at all, right? Like look at me, I don't have um it, in in that field either, right? But on top of that, um, now they've really changed the game where they don't even require um, somebody to have a degree anymore. So it's quite interesting. It's just your determination, how coachable you are, how ready you are to, you know, um, prove yourself or, or, or get things done. I think that is what uh, they're really looking for in a person. So it's more about personality rather than qualifications, which I genuinely love because it gives people like a level playing field. Um, and, you know, maybe those who couldn't afford a university education or whatever it might be, you still have a chance, right? And you you should take that chance and take that opportunity to go for it. So I think that really, really um, sets the field of the competitiveness as well, because it, I don't know if you know, but there's um, obviously like a hustle culture in sales, right? At the end of the day. Um, so it, it, it that does increase it because there are people in all walks of life getting in. Maybe they really need that income or they really need to, you know, or for the family or whatever it is. So um, to get in, I think uh, right now, there's not many requirements as such. And I think, I mean, take it while you can, right? If, if before they increase the requirements or do whatever they have to do. But um, as of now, yeah, anyone could get in um, who has a passion for tech, like I said, and who has a passion of um, being very determined to get what they need. I think what you said about the level, the level playing field is so important because you're so right. Like, I, I didn't even think about um, the people who couldn't, can't even afford to go to university and how they're losing out. And that really, really sucks, especially in Singapore where like degrees are so like held on a pedestal, yeah. which essentially is just a piece of paper. And I have so many friends who um, started working full time after poly and they're doing amazing like yeah. yes you start off with a lower pay which again I just don't understand but whatever yeah. um, and they're like way further ahead and it just I I just always admire that and I think if people want to go to university and have the blessing to do so and have the financial freedom to do so um it's just it should be because they want to learn not because they feel like they need a paper yeah, to support paper. their future so yeah I think that was a very interesting point you brought up for people who can't even afford and they're like losing out because of that um that what's that called 
it's like an unfortunate thing that yeah, you have to exactly. go through. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I really like that. And I wish more industries as well would level the playing field. I think even for comps, like you were in comps, um, like you learned comps. It's, I would say like, you, it's definitely an advantage if you do have education background, but it's yeah. something that you can definitely learn on the job. Yeah. 100%. And people know that. And yeah. that's why it's a bit scary for people who have, like me, like spend their entire life studying it, as knowing that literally anyone can come in and do what you do without this education as well. So yeah, a little but, bit scary. So, but that's the same with tech sales, right? That's what I'm saying. People think that oh, it's really intimidating because, um, you know, like it, you need to know, you need to have a tech background, but it's really not the case. Like they'll teach you and the good companies. And that's where you do green flag, red flag companies that I always mm. talk about is that they train you the first six months or four months, at least just go in training. And um, that's where you really develop that knowledge and they help you with that. So why not? Right. You should definitely, everyone should take that chance if, if they're interested, of course. Yeah. And across all industries, I think you're right. It comes down to the company at the end of the day, yeah. whether they're willing to train you, whether they're willing to mentor you and push you to the potential that you actually have. Um, one other question I had was what about tech sales and what about the tech industry makes you so passionate about getting other people to join the industry as well? Yeah, I think it's also because how I see the products impacting other companies or the values uh, uh, we're able to sell to the customers and you can really build the strategic relationship with, with customers. Um, and then they become like your friends and they follow you wherever you go. So it's quite nice. Um, first of all, that I enjoy that um, on its own. Um, the second piece is also people don't realize, okay, forget about base salaries and all of that, right? Um, there's also a lot of piece uh, around, um, you know, the, the, when a company goes IPO and, uh, you know, a tech company gives you stocks um, or options um, before, uh, before they go IPO when you're joining, uh, that money can be absolutely life-changing, right? Um, it mm -hmm. could be like in the six, seven figures that we're talking about um, when they go IPO. And so I'm like, that's also something that people don't realize that could change, like change their like life trajectory. They can buy a house and is housing in Singapore is super expensive. So expensive, yeah. So things like that, um, that would really help. Um, so that's part two of it. And I think the third thing is, yeah, I'm genuinely, like I said, really interested in how companies operate because maybe in the future, I might want to start my own, right? So it's like, I want to really understand um, the backbone of it, like what goes on behind the scenes and the servers in the cloud or whatever it is um, to make sure that things run smoothly. And um, so I guess that's really why, yeah. And tech is booming. It's constantly yeah. changing. And it's definitely where we're headed, the yeah. direction that we're headed. And that's why I actually also wanted to join tech, um, like switch up PR from like lifestyle beauty to do like complete something completely different and something not up my alley at all. But again, I was very blessed to like join a company where they are willing to teach me and willing to teach me the ropes and let me like kind of figure out my groove. And now finally, I feel like, okay, like I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. And I never thought I would. And I wouldn't have if I didn't try. So I think, you know, totally encourage people to go into tech as well. It's it's a it's a very interesting space. It's a very steep learning curve, but I feel like once you get the hang of it, you just it's yeah. very very fun. Yeah, for sure. And there's so and there because there's so few women, I guess as well. Um yeah. As a, even for me, like I don't I'm always one of the like maybe two or three or five maximum women um in the in the sales um you know, uh, uh, team, right? Like, uh, and this is, I'm saying like, uh, you know, maybe in the whole of APAC or even like 
globally so it's like you first of all there's so much pressure because there's like a boys club and all the negativity that, that comes with that but it's also like pushing through and making sure that um you know that at the end of the day we should be treated equally and we deserve you know a place and we're not just airheads to be ignored yeah. so I think, um yeah that's also an interesting part of it talking about a boys club right yeah. how do you navigate that personally um that's a really good question I think initially I mean you know the imposter syndrome and what comes with that right and yeah. think really um scares you a little bit when you're you know the only like the one of the few women uh that are um you know in this space right um and I think how I deal with it is just by results right at the end of the day if you're closing if you're doing well I think automatically people start to notice you right um I so I guess actions kind of speak louder than words here I initially of course you just gotta zone it out or tune it out uh, when you're you know trying to close that business or whatever and you're proving yourself but I think at the end of the day um now I don't even care to prove myself anymore it's like I know my worth I know you know that I deserve to be here and I think yeah like I said results um speak the most so yeah how does one get to that place of not having not feeling like they have to constantly prove themselves anymore because I think that's a very yeah. healthy space to be in and especially like you said as a female minority all of these things you're constantly just like oh like I need to prove people wrong I need to prove people yeah. wrong prove the boys wrong prove the yeah. aunties wrong or whatever yeah. Yeah. um when do you get to that space where you're just like eh, I already know I'm my worst I so I, I don't give me I still struggle I do have that some days you know it does you know when it's a tough day or you know the, it does happen a lot um but at the same time when most of the time I just try to like focus on my goals so I just look at myself and where I want to be like I'm not competing or comparing myself with anyone else I think that's really important to realize that everyone has a different journey they have different things that they're going through as well right so the best way is just to focus on you and I think if you take care of yourself inevitably that feeling will go away so it's like it, it's really just like planning out like how I want to get to where I want to get and um, working towards that um, in the best way possible and so even if you know I see someone doing better or worse I'm like okay that's fine because that's their journey and not mine so that's mm. kind of what I'm working towards now yeah I love that and I it's a, it's a work in progress I think it's um it's a very it takes a long time to get there and I feel like I'm also heading in that same direction where I'm just like you know what I see my peers and I'm like good for you but that's yeah, not exactly. that's not my no. journey and I yeah. know that like I know I'm gonna get there I just yeah. know that it will take a little longer or whatever it is so it's it's really about just not comparing and not competing yeah. all the time yeah. it's so it's so liberating honestly when you yeah. stop competing and realize yeah. that oh like it's fine like exactly. <laughs> learn learn from them ask them how they got to where they are and yeah. then you know, yeah. see how you can apply that to yourself. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess to wrap up the conversation, what piece of advice would you want to leave listeners who are now thinking of going into, into tech sales? I think it's just, if you're thinking, I think just go for it because the worst situation is, hey, you didn't like it. You can leave. I mean, it's not like you're bound to, you know, buy a contract or something. You're stuck doing it for the rest of your life. Um, you know, at the end of the day, everything is just an experience. It's a journey is for you to try out and see if it is for you. If you are someone who's passionate about tech, you are someone who um, genuinely um, would like to, you know, change their life or, you know, improve uh, certain things 
things, uh, 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 possibilities for themselves, or you just want to see what it's all about. I mean, go for interviews. You don't have to take the job <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, talk to people, mingle, network. I think that's the best thing um, that you can do. And um, yeah, just go for it. What's the worst thing that could happen? I guess. That's I love my, that. That's my favorite line. I always say that was the worst that can happen. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like if you, if you get the interview, learn, and then you don't have to work. Like no yeah. one's going to like gun to your head you have to accept this job like that's the exactly. whole point of interviews and networking is so important networking yeah. is so so important yeah so yes i i think that you know you give a lot of great advice and even i feel like i've learned so much and i'm like oh should i go into tech sales <laughs> me just starting my new job yeah <laughs> no but like it's definitely something that you know you can it, it's an it's an opportunity that i didn't even think of it's an, it's an option that i didn't even think of and i hope that people listening, you know, if they're just graduated or even if they're like bored at their job, they're like, what can I do with my life? This is something that, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. would interest that's them. And I hope more females go into the field as well. Yeah, for sure. I will be so badass. Reason. I remember you asked me that question, right? I totally forgot to add that, but it's really also that because there's so few um, females and I'm like, why? Like, you know, you uh, like, just try it out. You don't like it, just leave it then. But at least yeah. try, right? And it will be good to have more representation at the end of the day. So yes. And I think we as women need to stop underestimating ourselves that like girly girls, like what we were saying, like, oh, yeah. we love makeup. We love yeah. shoes. We love bags. We can't do tech. Like exactly. it's I and I'm guilty of that. Like before yeah. going into tech, I fully was like, I can't do this. And yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know anything about it. You can learn, you know, like yeah. it's, it's possible. It's fully yeah. possible. And I think we are the ones that are putting this in our head as well. So we need yeah. to like, yeah, move definitely. away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're very inspiring and I love your content. Please keep making videos. I will keep liking them, keep commenting on them. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you. to this no, podcast. I, I really appreciate you even like, you know, having me obviously. Like I didn't even know it would snowball to this level. So I hope that it, you know, helps whoever it helps. But I also genuinely like loved talking to you. I we should hang out like besides yes. this. <laughs> Please let let's do it. Definitely. Yeah. Let's get drinks love or something that. and we'll yeah. definitely hang out. Where can people find you on Instagram, TikTok, and also where yeah. can people um, reach out to you for your one-on-one -on -one sessions as yeah, well? Yeah, perfect. So um, my Instagram is just like my name. So it's Karishma Jashani. And then um, my TikTok is uh, Karishma IRL, which is in real life. Um, I just want to say like, that's what I do nine to five. Um, and you can just like literally on TikTok, I have a link, um, it, you know, in the bio, it's a link tree. You can just book a time um, for the session if anyone's interested. But yeah, like um, follow me, message me whatever you guys want i also have a telegram group that's been going pretty interesting so <laughs> there's like 400 people on it i'm like that's crazy in like days so insanity and i'm yeah. so so happy for you like that's amazing and you're inspiring people left and right yeah, so no, i'm no, glad know, but like yes it, you are you are you started a conversation and i think people are like oh finally like okay yeah. <laughs> someone's dumped <laughs> it down for me and that's the thing it's just very scary because of all the jargon and stuff but once someone explains it to you you can get it easily yeah exactly but yeah i mean it was really exciting and really nice speaking to you i just was really yeah. great i'm so glad well thank you so much for coming on we'll see you very soon hopefully thank we'll plan you. something yeah bye. all right bye bye